Come Holy Spirit. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Open our hearts and see through them. Open our mouths and see through them. Set our souls on fire. Please be seated. I guess you didn't get snow at your house. <laughs> I don't know, maybe in honesty you're going, darn. <laughs> Could have been praying to St. Mattress this morning. <laughs> well, the other one is Bedside Chapel, right? Major <laughs> Peg. You know, I love snow. I, I absolutely love snow. Snow um, is a nice blanketing, and it makes the world a peaceful place. Right? It's nice and quiet when it snows. It seems to blanket everything and, and tamp down the noise, especially during this time of a lot of busyness and noisiness and extra noise that happens in this holiday season. It would be great to have that kind of quiet. Kind of um, especially in this time of year when there is so much noise, and during this noisy time of year, we're really supposed to be preparing our hearts for the coming of our Lord. That wonderful celebration of His birth that we remember at Christmas, and all the joy that is part of that, but also during this time when we should be thinking about our spiritual lives. Our spiritual lives. Because there's something in this Advent season that is both about the joy of His remembering his first coming, but also something that might give us a little bit of pause about his coming in judgment. His coming in judgment. When he comes again, and us and everyone will be held in account for our lives. So it's a, it's a, it's a great season for preparing for that kind of great joy of, of Christmas Day, but it's also a season in which we do spiritual work where we think about, you know, what is my life like? How straight is that road to my heart? Is it that crooked pathway that Scripture talks about? Is it, is it that? Is my spiritual life broken and bent that I need to do some work in this season to, to prepare for that, that coming of the Lord? Are there mountains that, are, that have been built up because of misplaced priorities? And it's those mountains that are blocking my way to, to the Lord. Is there something that's happened in my life that's created a breach? There's, there's a valley that needs to be filled in. It's a wonderful season for thinking about our spiritual lives. And the work that we might do this season. That's called repentance. Repentance. Repentance for the forgiveness of sin. Repentance <clears throat> to make the pathways straight. Season of repentance. And to think about that kind of thing that we might need to do our, for ourselves rather than pointing out to others what they need to do for themselves. <laughs> what work do we need to do? Um, the prophet Malachi. Talk a bit about Malachi. Um, I think Malachi would look at the world that we're in and say, things haven't changed that much. Things haven't changed that much. The people had come back from, from exile in Babylon and and Jerusalem's being rebuilt, and they're worshiping in the temple again, and, and, and things have gotten bad. Just before the reading we have today from Malachi, the people are asking, well, how is it that we are wearying God? And Malachi tells them, you're wearying God because you're calling what is evil good. What you know is not the right thing, you practice. And not only do you practice it, you call it good. And you question whether God cares. Where is the God of justice? 
And he says, Behold, he's coming. He's coming. Who can withstand the day of his coming? Who can withstand? Refiner's fires and fuller's soap. He's going to come and purify his people. And notice that Malachi talks about the Levites and the sons of Levi. He's talking about the church people. Okay? Problem's not out there. Problem's in here. He's coming for the church people. But note this. You refine things that are valuable. Right? You refine things that are valuable to make them even more so. You refine silver to make beautiful, beautiful things out of silver. And it's so beautiful, in fact, that they can reflect an image. You can see yourself in a beautiful silver plate. It's been so highly refined. And God loves you so much that God would not let you go with your impurities, but would refine you to such an extent that the image of God would shine in you. Don't be afraid of that refining. Be afraid of that refining is not happening. Don't worry about the fuller soap. The fuller soap is going to wash you clean and welcome that. But question where you are spiritually. And welcome God in as that refining fire. It's a story of a man some over 80 years ago now. One of those strange occurrences where they, where they had the right name, but they had the wrong person. The right name of the wrong person. And thought that this individual had died. And so when he got his daily paper out and it opened it up, he was surprised to find out that he had died. <laughs> And what a, what, a, what a wonderful thing, of course, to be alive still, but to be able to read in there how they described your life. They get a little preview of that. But they talk to friends and all this, and they got these comments from people, and, and there you are reading the things that people have said about how you lived your life and the difference you made in the world. This person was delighted to read all that until they got down to this one sentence where they were described in quotes as the merchant of death. The merchant of death. Um, anybody want to be known as a merchant of death? <laughs> Maybe if you're a professional wrestler. Okay? But otherwise, right, not the thing that you want to be known as. The last description of you in, in a publication, the merchant of death. So um, this person was convicted by that, but is that what people think of me? How have I been living my life? That everything that I've done, I'm going to be known as the merchant of death. So that person said at that moment they had something of a conversion experience. The inspiration of the Holy Spirit in that moment leading that person to think differently. That's what metanoia is, change your thinking. We translate that as repentance. A change of thinking that convicted that person that something about this is not right and after that, this person committed their life to a life of seeking peace, working for peace in the world and supporting people's efforts to bring peace to the world. Ended up taking the vast fortune that they had accumulated and using some of this money to encourage other people 
to pursue world peace and establish the prize for people who have done wonderful things for world peace. That man's name is Alfred Nobel. He's the inventor of dynamite. And the article said, Dynamite King dies. But we probably mostly know him from the Nobel Prize for Peace. It's that kind of thing where you are struck by something that tells you something must change. Something must change. And Malachi is saying it's the church people, it's God's people that need to embrace that change. To question their spiritual lives and to plead to God to send the Holy Spirit to change us. To change us. It's not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to look at ourselves honestly. We might be like this man who had this terrible headache. Oh, this awful headache. Wouldn't go away for anything. And seen all kinds of people and, and they could just never figure out why this guy had such a terrible headache. But he eventually found a doctor who said, yeah, I, I, think, I think I might be able to help you out. So, so tell me, um, do you drink? He goes, you mean alcohol? Yeah, do you drink alcohol? And the guy said, oh, no, I don't drink alcohol. Sinners do that. Not a drop of alcohol for me. Well, okay. Um, do you smoke then? Oh, no, this is the body of the Holy Spirit, the temple of, of the Spirit of God. It's those dirty people that do that. I've never smoked. Oh, well, okay, so you don't, you don't drink and you don't smoke. Um, so do you um, have, um, we'll just say since we have children here, do you have, do you have amorous relations? <laughs> and the guy goes, oh no, I'm, I'm in bed every night by 9 o'clock and I, I do everything I can to keep those lusty thoughts out of my head because those are bad people that think that way. He goes, oh, well, I see. Well, I think I know what your problem is. <laughs> I know what your problem is. No, it's not drink, smoke, and do that. <laughs> Although that might feel good. <laughs> no, he says, I know what your problem is. The guy goes, well, please tell me. He goes, yeah, your halo's too tight. <laughs> your halo's too tight. Yeah, you're self-righteous is what you are. You're self-righteous is what you are. you got to do some spiritual work there, buddy. That's what you need to do. Yeah. There is only one righteous. Nietzsche said there's only been one Christian. He died 2,000 years ago. There's only one person who led a holy life. And that person died for us. Died for us. All the rest of us are striving after that. We're all striving after that. But the point is to strive. To recognize who we are and to strive for that. Remember Muhammad Ali? I saw him once in an airport. Way he was an old man by then. It was it was really sad. He was sitting by himself. Um, there's a story about him where he, he was on a plane once. Remember all the safety checks as you're as you're getting ready to, to pull away. They they tell you make sure everything is stowed above or under the seat, right? Tray tables up, chair backs, and what else do they tell you? Make sure your what is fastened? Your seatbelt, right? And they always come through checking. That's why I lay something across my lap. <laughs> they always come checking, right, for seatbelts. 
Well, it said that this one time that, that Ali didn't have his seatbelt fastened. And so one of these air stewards said, um, sir, you need to fasten your seatbelt. And he said to her, reportedly, Superman don't need no seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> Superman don't need no seatbelt. And it said that without delay. She said, yeah, Superman don't need a plane either. <laughs>
to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Amen.